I'm Ron Algar-Watt, and this is More Bits. As promised, Ed Casey and I recorded a follow-up to our apparently popular discussion about how miserable we both are. This time we discuss a further mental illness that we share, attention deficit disorder. I almost want to do a follow-up to our depression thing, but then I don't. We can. This... I mean, I'm, I'm honestly like, I don't, I don't really know like what, if anything has changed in my life, but I'm in a much better place than I think I was you know, either when we did that or either when we decided to do that, maybe. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I haven't had any like, you know, scary, scary lows recently, he said, knocking on wood. Um, mm. Well, we might touch base about that real quick. I mean, yeah, sure. we can... are you better or are I you like... just not worse? Um... Wow. Well, now you're going to get me all introspective, and that's where the whole thing falls apart. Um, well, see, I'm used to that number rating thing. I'm used to, did, did you have threes? Did you have fours? And I forget yeah. not everyone does that. <laughs> not everyone has a number system. Uh-huh. Um, literally, organizing papers on my desk as we're talking. This is horrible. Okay, putting it down. Um, I'm better-ish, maybe. I don't know. I'm not worse. That's that's a definite. Um, and I think okay. I've been... I think I've been holding, you know, steady at maybe a little, a little below the line, which I guess is not like the best place in the world to be. But I'm not like having those, you know, I'm not having the roller coaster moments of just teetering right. off the off the cliff. So I don't know. I'll take it for now. That's good. I didn't get the impression last time we talked that you were below the line. Actually, I don't remember. To tell you the truth, I I would have remembered that just because you know the the general tone of the talk I think would have been different had I known. You yeah, were going probably. through something at that point. Probably. Um, this is the time I really need to look out for because last year I did Emerald City, which is, you know, a huge deal for me. Yeah. My whole, my whole year builds up to that. It's, you know, two days where I can feel like, I mean, on a very small scale, I can feel like a rock star. Everything's sure. just great. It's all about me. And I get in front of people and then it's over. And last year there was this enormous crash. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried that's going to happen this year. Mm, and naturally being, you know, worried about it and anticipating it won't make it, you know, worse. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about making it worse, but it'll make it'll make you much more, um, for me anyway, it, w- it would make me much more like, uh, I guess, just twitchy about the whole thing, you know, where like every time I started to feel a little something, I would be like, oh, holy shit, here it comes. Yeah, a um, little bit of that. But I mean, I was a lot more aware of it. And I don't know if it's the meds or psychosomatic or what, but mm-hmm. I had some really great stuff happen. Last weekend, it was, I mean, fantastic. Everything mm-hmm. went the way I wanted it to. And I never, like, you know, I, I rate everything from one to five. I, I said that last time. Mm-hmm. And I never had any fives, which is good. I didn't have any crazy manic, oh, my God, everything's great. I'm going to be great forever. It was <laughs> it was hovering around a, a, a nice, uh, healthy four. Nice. And then I got back, and it was back down to a three. So I think if my up extremes aren't that bad, maybe my down extremes won't be that bad either. Sure. That makes sense to me. Just from a physics point of view, I don't know how the brain actually works, but you know, I'm thinking of pendulums in my head and that, you know, makes sense to me. Well, sure. I mean, the brain is not capable of uh, violating the laws of thermodynamics. Obviously. You can't can't, uh, create or destroy brain energy, right? (laughs) That's almost definitely true. I have no idea. Nor I. No, I, I needed that to come out of my mouth a little faster to sound convincing, and I stumbled, and uh, and now you can't picture me in a lab coat because I fucked it up. I picture you in a lab coat, but, like, it's a little dirty. Like, you should probably take it to the dry cleaners, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's not a good-looking lab coat. It's like uh, something you pulled out of a crate for a Halloween costume. Not good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that makes sense. Um, so this time I wanted to talk about ADD. And yes. <laughs> lovely this time that the roles are reversed. You seem to be much more confident talking about your depression you seem to be 
I don't know what the word is, not well-versed, but you, you seem more familiar with it. You seem more comfortable talking about it. You seem, you know, more introspective about it. I think I get more, I think I get more frustrated with the ADD just because it's, it's a daily thing, you know? Right. Um, and not that depression isn't, but it comes you know, when us. you're, you know, when you're cruising along, like you said, at, at a three or whatever, um, you can sort of put it to the back of your mind, but just in terms of, you know, going to work and doing a job and just, you know, like living my life, um, you know, the ADD for me is just always, always there. And, you know, and it's also, it's a fairly new thing for me. Um, oh yeah. You were diagnosed when? Uh, two years ago, maybe. Okay. Let's see. I've been in this apartment two years. So it's just after that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, about two years. Okay. And you're still take a month here or there. And, and so you're on meds. Have you, have you decided, have you stabilized some kind of a dosage? Or are you still working with that? I mean, it takes a little while to find exactly what you need. I have been on the same dosage um, for, I don't know, six months, maybe even a year. I'm, again, horrible at the record keeping, which, you know, sure. would probably be something I should do if I'm interested yeah. in, you know, getting a, getting a hold on this thing. But no, um, I'm mostly I'm curious if it's if you're still fucking with it or if you've kind of settled into a routine. You don't have to say exact months if you don't remember. I have settled into a routine. I'm starting to wonder if I settled too quickly on this routine uh -huh. um, just because it was better. Sure. Um, and if there is still, you know, if there's still more progress to make uh, either pharmaceutically or otherwise, because um, I still feel like I'm, you know, on my good days halfway to. Yeah, you know, I don't even want to use words like normal, but, you know, <laughs> I, but I think I understand what you mean. Here's the thing. I was diagnosed in 1996. Mm -hmm. I was uh, 22 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, they gave me Ritalin. Sure. And once we got, like, it was a little too much at first, a little, little on edge, but they, they slowed it down and it settled in and in a couple weeks. This is the thing. It, this sounds so stupid, but seriously, I could read a book. <laughs> I picked up a book and I read it from the beginning to the end. My eyes didn't wander. I didn't get bored. I didn't skip to the dialogue. I read the whole fucking thing. Mm -hmm. That was a as you would say in your sports metaphor is a game changer game changer yeah yeah, yeah. yes that's yeah. when the game changes right <clears throat> i um i feel like something like changed with me and i don't know what it was and I, or i don't know if it's just um you know the the barrage of of outside you know stimuli that i'm mm -hmm. you know subjected to or that i subject myself to you know, more than I did 10 years ago or whatever. But like, I used to be able to sit down and read a book, you know, and now I seem to have lost that ability. So I don't know if that's just, if that's just training, if something in me has, you know, has changed, if I've just, I, I don't know. See, um, I, I wonder about that because, and, and this sounds, you know, like a stupid cliche, Sure. but I wonder if the internet, if, you know, the information age, whatever the hell you want to call it, mm -hmm. if, having access to very quick information. I mean, you, you watch someone look at Tumblr. They scroll through. If there's words, they don't stop. Mm -hmm. They look at each image, I don't know, two seconds maybe, and they mm -hmm. keep scrolling. I mean, you, you compare that to, you know, when we were kids. But, right. But really, the sort of our generation has had to make the transition from, you know, small amounts of information to vast amounts of information. Maybe, you know, maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's difficult for you. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put it all on the back of that. I'm not gonna say no. that you know, it, it's it like the internet broke my brain. Uh, there are times when, yeah, it certainly doesn't help, you know, mm -hmm. and that's it's, um, it's definitely, you know, my my biggest source of of distraction. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, definitely comes from various online sources, be it, you know, computer, smartphone, whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a daily, it's a daily frustration. And well, and we've talked about this. You showed me a video of a guy and I'll put a link up to this. Mm Mm-hmm. Who was talking about – what did he say exactly? That it was a gift or something like that? Uh, well, no. There are people who say – you know, who will, who will try and tell you that it's a gift because, you know, there are these successful, um, you know, creative types who have found a way to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a channel the sort of, you know, moving in a million different directions. Yeah, hi. Um, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what he was saying is that, like, it's it's not a it's not a gift, you know? It's, it's a it's – a, it's a fucking disorder. And just because some people have found a way to channel it, you know, or like, or like use it to their benefit, you know, that doesn't mean that like, I don't know that like having ADD is like some sort of, you know, shortcut to, you know, creative success or whatever else. And he, you know, I don't know. I think his whole point was just that it's, it's not a, it's not a quirky little thing that, you know, that people, you know, find either find a way to work with or that, you know, you know, like you're not, I don't think that you are creative because of your hey. ADD. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was the end of your sentence. <laughs> no, you know, like I think, and I'm not saying that you're, you know, creative in spite of your ADD either. You know, it's, it's a balancing act, but I think his point was just that like, you need to look at it like as, you know, as a, as a disorder, as, um, you know, as an actual like thing, not like a quirky little gift that like, you know, makes you a little distracted. But look, you made like both a painting and a sculpture or whatever. I don't know. The I, video will say it in 15 seconds. But I just took, I think, 20 trying to explain. But I don't. I OK. I don't see it as a good thing or a bad thing. I don't see it as you have a disorder. You're sick. You need to be well. Mm-hmm. But I also don't see it as as a gift. I don't know. I've had it. My whole life, as far as I know, it, it's so ill-defined is the first thing. Sure. I have a real problem with the way it's it's diagnosed in children. Well, it's ill-defined and it's also, you know, I think it's it sort of became the, the thing to, uh, du jour. And so it's, yeah. you know, it's hard to explain. And it's also, I think, sort of well, it sounds misdiagnosed like in, like a, in like a snap judgment kind of way sometimes, you know? It, I don't know. I think they started using it in like the early 90s. You remember when you first heard attention deficit and you're like, that's bullshit. What sure. is that? Absolutely. Yeah, but they used to call it, this is no kidding, minimal brain dysfunction. <laughs> that, well, that's not good. <laughs> no. So, I mean, that's at least an upgrade. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those uh, It's one of those shell shock uh, post-traumatic stress disorder uh, yeah. sort of massagings yeah, except, of the language. Except uh, I'm okay with that. Like, Carlin may not have been, but I'm okay right, with that. Right, right, right. In this case, it's certainly making me feel a lot better. <laughs> right. I don't want to have anything that has minimal and brain in the title of it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I don't know. It's very clear to me looking back yeah. that I was always that way. I don't know if you call it hyper or whatever. I honestly don't know the difference between ADD and ADHD. Yeah, I, and I it, should. It, yeah, I know. I should too. I should too. Um, but I mean, you've, you've talked to me. Everyone listening has probably heard me talk before. You think I'm hyper? You think that <laughs> might be a thing? Yeah. I think, I think, um, you know, you hear hyper and you think about like, you know, the little kid who's had too much sugar bouncing off the walls. But I think there's also like, you know, hyper in the sense of just like, you know, brain activity or like just the, you know, like just because I'm not running laps around the room just to burn off extra energy, like doesn't mean that I'm, you know, that I'm not hyper necessarily. You know what I mean? Right. I, I my The other thing for me is I don't know that I could tell the difference between hyperactive and manic. 
Right. Because like we talked about last time, I'm bipolar. I, yeah. And I asked my shrink. He said, oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he said, there, there is a difference, but it's really hard to, to clinically define. Right. He says, if you figure it out, you can kind of feel it in your own head. But yeah. it's, hard to, it's hard for them to tell from the outside. Yeah. But I mean, sense. looking back, I was I was definitely a bit high energy, a little more than I should have been. The the key is, you hear this a lot. I, bored in school, right? Like, I was in like gifted classes in in elementary school when you're allowed to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I was gifted at finger painting, apparently. Hey, good for you. But when you get to middle school, suddenly, like, oh, you have to hand things in on time, and you have mm-hmm. to read books and pay attention. Yeah, then I got like straight Fs. Yeah. It's like way to the other end. And that's the thing. I was I was the the classic, you know, archetypal uh, kid who was bored in the back of the class because he didn't want to learn that. He wanted to learn something. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. We've all heard about that and that's sure. that Yeah, was like me. you you if there was a thing that you were into like you would you could, you know, lock yourself in a room and like just read about it or or whatever, dig yeah. into it, you know, forever. It wasn't um, like I was sitting in the back of the class huffing paint or something. Right. Like my, like, my brain what, was moving. I just didn't <laughs> care what they were saying. When it was time to do with Mice and Men, you're like, well, this doesn't really grab me. And so I'm going to go back to, you know, like whatever. Looking right. at Battleship schematics or whatever your thing was. <laughs> right. Oh, you, you pegged me. Battleship schematics. <laughs> I that, mean, come on. I think, I think most – I don't know. I'm, I'm – uh, I have no, a, that's a, that's totally a little boy thing. You're right. I, well, yeah, I have a friend whose kid is going through the his World War II phase, you know, which I think like uh-huh. most most young boys go through at some point where it's like they're just fascinated by the tanks and the ships and everything else. So. Oh, no. Absolutely. That's why that example jumped to mind. Not because I think you're some sort of nautical uh, aficionado. <laughs> well, I am now. Naturally. I need to go get my little sailor hat just to uh, <laughs> oh, complete the look. It's a time for mother boy already. <laughs> um. When I was diagnosed, though, it was the same time my brother was. He's 13. Mm-hmm. And they were going over all those those symptoms, the, you know, easily distracted and blah, 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 blah. And again, if you look at those and you look at any child, like, yeah, okay, they, they all do that. Like, how how does that apply? So I'm kind of glad that I caught on when I was, like, 22 because I don't feel like I was misdiagnosed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And uh, I, I, like I say, I recognize those symptoms sort of in retrospect, and I, it's definitely hereditary as far as I can tell, because my brother had it, and I, I thought, you know, I have it, and, and my mother definitely hmm. cannot hold a phone conversation with me for more than 10 seconds. <laughs> but the thing is, back then, they just had the, the sort of the DSM-3 or whatever it was at that point, the, the list of criteria. Now, I think they understand the brain chemistry more. Yeah. And I, I'm reading from notes here. I don't I don't know this off the top of my head, but it's it's low levels of different neurotransmitters. Okay. Which they can I don't know if they can measure it or not, but that they they now know it's a real physical cause and not like a I don't know they dropped you on your head or you yeah watch too much TV or you know whatever. Right. Jim, Jimmy Jimmy eats too much sugar. Whatever you know. <sighs> my and when I was a kid, and my mom thought that's what it was. That was why I was so hyper. She gave me the awful sugar-free candy and a <laughs> terrible sugar-free diet and that didn't do shit. So she's like, oh, thank God. Now I can make normal dinner again. <laughs> um, yeah, if I look back, I think, um, you know, I think I definitely see the signs there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just in terms of that sort of distractibility that, you know, I, I think I... I had some of the boarding class stuff, but, you know, not too much. Um, I've always been just a god-awful procrastinator, and whether or not that's, you know, something attributable to, to, to ADD or something else, I don't know. Um, but that's been a struggle with me, you know, forever. Just, uh, 
right you know doing something else and just ignoring the thing that needs to be done until you know the last minute um and then starting at the last minute and you know blah 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 um, well and that that takes me to like you can't use it as an excuse. It, it, that might be why you're prone to that behavior, but you've mm-hmm. got to recognize that and get over it. Oh, I was, and I have, you know, I mean, uh-huh. well, at least I'm I'm better than... Or um, if you're comfortable with it, that's fine too. If you know sure. you're best under pressure and you, you know, you, you do your best work in the last 10 minutes, well, yeah. that's fine too. But getting stressed over it sucks. Yeah. And I think, I, I think a lot of people say that just as sort of rationalizing to themselves. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I do my best. The problem is when you do your best work in the last 10 minutes and it's something that, you know, it takes 30 yeah. to 40 minutes to do, you know, cause then you're just not, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to cram it in and that never works. Right. I, to me, like I say, it's, it's a cause, but it's not an excuse. If you ever sure. say, I can't do this cause I'm ADD, that's bullshit. Oh, it's total bullshit. It's like anything. It's yeah. like if you're if your leg if you got a bit of a limp, you still got to walk around. You got to right. compensate. You got to yeah. you know figure it out. Find a way to make it work. Yeah, and that's that's what I've done. Mm-hmm. I mean, the benefits for me. I mean, the creativity, which is definitely linked to it. I've read mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. I've, I've talked to a lot of drinks and things. ADD people are definitely more prone to creativity. Mm-hmm. They're also prone to depression. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then what about what about creative people? Are they also prone to depression? Because it seems like it seems like a double whammy. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. I think it's all tied up together. And sure. And it's one of those you know logical arguments where not all depressed people have ADD. Sure. Not all creative people are depressed. You know, it's like right. I'm taking the fucking SAT right now. But yeah. <laughs> but the the thing for me is I think, and this makes me sound like I'm you know trying to pass myself as a genius or something, and it's sure. not that. My brain just moves really really fast. Yeah. And I get all these ideas. I love it. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. And the other, the other key advantage for me is uh, what they call hyperfocus. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you know what that is? Do you? I have not experienced that in the same way you've described it. Um, mm-hmm. are, you talking about, are you talking about on the meds or even, even I, off the meds? I, the, it was definitely there when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but it's way better now. I, I say better. It's probably not good. <laughs> well, for instance, today. I was wrapped up in a project. I had something I wanted to finish, and I forgot to eat. Yeah. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I Everything that's not what I'm doing completely just not important mm-hmm. to, you know, to the detriment of everything, basically. Yeah. I, I have a friend who's much like that, and she um, – I'm, I'm jealous of that sometimes in her and mm-hmm. also when I hear you describe it because – I feel like I never quite hit that zone. Like I kind of, I kind of flirt around the edges of it sometimes. But she'll do that. She'll like, you know, get into a project like a, you know, she's sewing thing or she does a lot of like craft stuff, and she'll just, like, you know, she'll put her head down, and then I'll hear from her like four hours later, and she's like, I just took a break because I was just like, I was dialed in and I was, you know, doing my yep. thing. And so I've, I don't feel like I've ever, you know, really hit that point. At least not with any regularity. I mean, there've been a couple of times when I'll, I'll really, you know, key into something and then look up and it's, you know, I, I don't know when it got dark. Well, and um, that might be like that might just be other people are prone to that who aren't ADD. Right, right, right. And it might be affecting you differently. It, it's still not perfectly defined. Yeah. Is the thing. But I mean, I've made that work for me like crazy. Mm-hmm. I when I start locking in, I lock in on something that's important, and I just run with it, and then I get something done, and it's it's just such a great feeling. It's mm-hmm. I've learned to use what I have to my advantage, and it works great. I can't imagine being any other way. And can you feel like when you're when you're in that mode, or when you're sort of approaching that zone, like can you and can you like feel that coming on and be like, I should get latched into something, or is the project like the thing that draws you in is what like gets you to that point? You know, does the that project, make sense? Yeah, the project does. Okay, it, I don't even know I'm doing it until after I'm done, and I all say, right. like you say, shit, it's night. Yeah, right. <laughs> or I say, shit, I haven't talked to my wife all night. Maybe I should put this down. Yeah. 
I mean, that's to some extent why I don't have a ton of social life because I lock in on these creative projects and I don't, I don't realize that the day is gone because I've been editing all day or writing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it sucks. And then throw that in with a little bit of uh, social anxiety that I used to have. And uh, yeah, never yeah. Really does. The combination of the two I find can like really like, yeah. you know, you do that thing where like you make plans and then, you know, the plans come along and you just, I don't know, maybe social anxiety is a whole different show, but I, I don't know how, how wrapped up it is with everything else. But um, I've, definitely, yeah, had, I've definitely had that where I, I you, know. you convince yourself you'd rather be doing what you're doing mm -hmm. than go out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's um, probably normal. Uh, could be. Who the fuck knows? I know. I hate, I, I hate that word, especially no, in we the gotta, context of this discussion. But. We got we to gotta set some kind of, you know, baseline. Sure. If we're going to, you know, if we're going to talk about this. That makes sense. Normal is what well, we're not. <laughs> um, I, I was looking over some of the, you know, positives and negatives and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. my, my shrink apparently is writing a book. I know this because every time I go in to see him, he tries to sell me the book. <laughs> I went to his website and, and looked some stuff up, and uh, I think he needs a copy editor. Oh, that's no good. Or at least not to let Spellcheck just autocorrect his words because there's a lot of, lot of problems there. Yeah, because sometimes there are words that are real words, but they're not the right word. I found that in my, in my time. No, these are, these are words that are the right words, but he typos them so bad that they turn into other words. Oh, that's troubling. Yeah, and that goes back to like the first version of Word that did that. I, that, that still cracks me up. Hilarious. But in, in the list, it was, you know, impaired sense of time, difficulty estimating time or complete a project, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And then something called a low frustration tolerance. Yeah. Which, I don't know what the fuck that means. Oh, I know exactly what that means. Yeah, I know. I'm, um, make a little joke there. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Like, I was going to I was gonna read about it, but I couldn't find the Wikipedia page I was looking for. So fuck right. it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, my, totally my, uh, the trigger for my, you know, for my eject button is, is so, so sensitive, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I either, uh, I, I either get to a point, you know, and bail out or like, just like, I don't get past the information, you know, gathering phase. Well, that sounds more like fight or flight to me. Is that, are you, you're not necessarily describing frustration to me so much as, as fear might be a strong word, but. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a fear element. Maybe it's maybe it's just fear of being frustrated. I don't know. Um Could be. maybe because maybe I've I've gone through the cycle, you know, so many times now right. that I'm just like I'm just bugging out early. But like, yeah, I mean I've I've done things where like I've tried to, you know, I've tried to learn an instrument and I like, you know, I got the ukulele and I got a couple of books and I watched some videos and then I like the first, you know, I tinkered with it and like I wasn't it's not like a, I wasn't good at it right away, so I quit, but like I did it didn't click right away. Mm -hmm. And so like I was just like, fuck this. I, you know, just about everyone I know, and definitely everyone I know that's cop to having ADD has that. Yeah. I bought this thing. I tried this thing. It didn't work. I don't know how many people I know with blogs with five posts or sure. a podcast with two episodes or whatever. And it goes, actually, for me, it goes back to that. It was Marilyn Mann, right? The, the care. Yeah. You got to pick something that's important to you and you got to stick with it. And for a while, it's going to, it's going to suck and it's going to bore you and then it's going to get great again. Yeah. And the thing for me is I try not to latch on to stuff that I like. I, I recognize the patterns. That's the big thing for me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I've become very introspective because of all this. And I say, I fucked up over and over and over again. I'm not doing this again. Mm -hmm. I see the pattern. I'm not going to buy a ukulele because I know I'm just going to put it down in a week. Right. And I've gotten a lot better at that, mm -hmm. which to me, you know, the meds take you so far. But really, it's to me, it's all about self-awareness. It's all about knowing your patterns and trying to break them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes and sense. 
And one of the things on the list uh, was uh, negatives was uh, difficulty planning for the future. Sure. Repeats behavior, doesn't study or learn from past behavior. Yep. That is exactly the opposite of me now. I think I'm aware of that, and I think I've made myself be like OCD about it since mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, oh boy, I, I get that big time. The mm-hmm. you know difficulty planning for the future, or um, you know, especially that. Like I I don't I don't make plans you know more than a week or two out, except for you know b- big events like weddings or whatever. I mean, you know this. Like I was trying to you know I was trying to get up to uh, up to Seattle for Emerald City. And, you, and until a couple like, weeks in, you didn't know for sure. If you oh, and it was like, oh, that, that just seems so far away. Like, I can't even, mm-hmm. like, that seems like so far in the future, you know? And then what happens? Oh, it's next week. Shit, missed my window, you know? See, um, and that, that used to happen to me. And I, like, I got tired of it happening. Yeah. I got, And I said, no, never again. To the point where when we were preparing for this big event, I got a bunch of people helping me. I start bugging them in January. And they're like, what? It's a long way up. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, it's not. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. And and I am a compulsive list maker at this point. Mm-hmm. I right after the con is like, okay, all my plans went up to today. Time for more plans. Yeah. What's the next three months going to be? What creative projects I'm going to do? What mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And I, I so many lists, and then I whittle them all down to one list, and it's, yeah. it's such a big deal to me. See, and that's where I've gotten to too. Where like I um, I used to have a bunch of lists, and mm-hmm. now I just I have one. I have one notebook that's always in my back pocket, and it right. has everything. Whether it's work stuff. Paying bills, mm-hmm. you know, send uh, mom a birthday card. Like it's all on one list because I and and I also I don't use. Um, I've given up on using any type of, you know, smartphone or, or online right uh, task manager. I use my phone for some reminder stuff, um, but everything else is just is on the list in my pocket because if I don't physically write it down with a pen in my hand, mm-hmm. it does not stay in my brain. That's that works for me with some things like yeah. the act of writing it. Down. It's not even that I have to look at the list again. The act of writing it down. Burns it into your brain yes. somehow. Yeah. Let me ask you this, though. And this is, you know, an obvious stupid question, but really what happens if you lose that notebook? Oh, I'm fucked. Yeah. Um, I, and in fact, it, it, it happened in a way. I had a, I had a can of, uh, of Red Bull because mm-hmm. people like me need more caffeine uh, <laughs> burst open in my bag. Mm-hmm. And my, you know, my notebook was in there and it just got it got soaked and drenched. And so like for the couple of days, it took it to dry out before I could like copy stuff over to, you uh, know, to a new book. Like I was I was lost. I, I mean, I don't think I, I don't think I got anything done for those two days. You know, see, uh, I've tr- boss, if you're listening to this, that was on a weekend. Um, <laughs> I've tried like all those different. I've tried so many calendar apps to do lists, yeah. blah, blah, blah. None of them just line up with the exact way my brain works. And exactly. now yeah. I've made a thing. I'm Google Docs for everything. Because mm-hmm. the the cl- I still hate calling it the fucking cloud, but that's yeah, what it whatever. is. It's, yeah, it's going. It's not going away. I, I ended up embracing the word tweet and blog. Mm-hmm. I still hate them, but fine, yeah. they're here. So the cloud. But no, I like having those files available anywhere, no matter where I am. Yeah. And it's a simple spreadsheet. I could not figure out anything else, so I just I make a column for each day. Mm-hmm. And if I can't do something today, I copy and paste it to the next day, and that's it. That's mm-hmm. all it is. But I can't like I, I do write stuff down, but I can't only have it in that form for exactly the reason we just yeah, talked about. Yeah. I um yeah, I, I have to write it down and then I just when it starts getting to like where things are undone, like a couple mm-hmm. pages back, you know, cuz it's a small pocket-sized notebook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so every few days I'll go through and I'll look at like previous pages and if there's cro- you know, stuff that's not crossed out, it still needs to be done, mm-hmm. then I'll I'll re- you know, I'll cross it out then rewrite it, you know, with, right. with any updated information or whatever, but I just um yeah, I mean, I had I had a life for a while. I had a life list, you know, and a work list, and I had a, I had a reminders, and I had 
you know, whatever else. Um, mm-hmm. And just none of it, you know, none of it ever stuck. And there was always just like some little bit of friction there that, that didn't, you know, didn't let it work for me. And so I just went just one list, everything in one place. And then, you know, right. It's like, uh, I, I forget shit. It might've been Carlin where he, uh, he said, uh, you know, people always say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. He said, shit, put all your eggs in one basket and watch that basket. <laughs> I don't think that was Carlin, but I forget who it was. No, that's, that's good. Regardless. <laughs> um, my thing is, uh, I don't, and I don't know what causes this. I don't know if it's my crazy obsessiveness about lists. Mm-hmm. I got to completely start from scratch and remake the list about eh, once a month. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. this is too complicated. This is over, you know, overly ridiculous. I need to pare it down. I need to, you know, organize it, consolidate. And I'm constantly, I would say about 10% of the time, I'm just making lists. Yeah. But it works. I mean, here's the thing. And this is going to come off a little arrogant, but you know what? Fuck it. Mm-hmm. I my way works. Yeah. I released fucking you know two or three hundred podcasts in the last few years, I, I, videos and and this thing and you know I know what I'm fucking doing. Yeah. I I've made it work for me and if I if I got to sit and make lists all day, well it works. So who cares? Yeah, and and that's the I mean that's the thing with you know with with this and and you know even to some extent I think with the depression too where it's just mm-hmm. like. You got to just find something that works for you, you know, and what yes. works, you know, what works for other people won't necessarily work for you, blah, 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 you know, all those cliches. Um, but you just got, you got to figure out what works. And then just for me anyway, like when I found those things that work, then I just fucking latch onto them. Like, you know, like, right. like, it's, like it's a life raft. Sure. But to me, the, the key is, like I say, self-awareness, self-analysis. Yeah. If you keep a journal or if you're, you're if you're good at remembering things, and I know the answer to that. Sure. Um. But really, you, you look at when you're about to start something new, you say, have I done this before? Mm-hmm. How's it going to turn out? You, you try to play it out in your head. You mm-hmm. try to say, I've tried this like seven times and it hasn't worked. What's going to be different this time? Right. And I do I do a lot of that. And that's why I don't I don't put myself out there with a project until I know for sure it's going to happen because mm-hmm. I don't want to be that guy. I hate sure. it. I absolutely hate it. I hate it with me. People do it and, you know, I don't yeah. care. Do what you like. But yeah. Well, uh, and there, there there are some people who will say who will go the other direction, who will like make their project known because then like then it's out there and it's real and it forces them to like act on it and complete it. You know, that may work um, for some people, and it does. Yeah, it does work for some people. But it's interesting that you mentioned you know sort of the the self awareness and the introspection because like that's when I knew that this was a problem that maybe I couldn't like deal with just by like smashing my head against it. You know, right. because I went th- I went through a lot of like. You know, right around the side, of, right around the time I decided to actually see a doctor and like try and figure this out and and get mm-hmm. some help. Um, I was doing terribly at work. You know, I was basically being like, I don't know, downsized, let go, like cut back to a much lesser position. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just because like I couldn't, I couldn't finish anything. You know, I couldn't. I was given some, I was given some larger projects, and they were just too, like it was just too big for me to manage. And, you know, because I'm me, like, instead of asking for help on that, like, I just sort of, like, shut down, you know? All right. Well, um, l- let me ask you this without getting too specific. Sure. You went through some pretty bad crap a couple sure. of years ago. Mm-hmm. Did, was that around the same time? Do you think maybe that had something to do with it? Um, yeah. I mean, it was it was overall a very chaotic time in my life. Um, so it wasn't just necessarily your inability to focus. There may have been some other factors. <sighs> yeah, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Um, self-analysis, I'd think about it. Yeah, I will, but not right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll, do, I'll do it later. Let me write it on my list. Uh-huh. Um, 
but it got to the point where I was keenly aware of my, you know, sort of distractibility and going in like nine different directions at once, which was preventing me from going in like one direction at once and finishing this thing I had to finish. Right. Um, and I'm sitting there like at my computer with this PowerPoint open that I'm supposed to be working on that I need to be working on that like needs to be done like fucking yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you know, my mouse like bounces off to like something else. I'm like, Oh, I wonder what's happening over here today. And, I, and it's like, I'm, I'm keenly aware that I'm going off on a tangent, you know, that I'm like, that I'm, that I'm off task. Right. And it's like, I'm looking at my hand and like, I literally can't control it. Like I literally can't stop myself from just like ping ponging around to seven different things. I, I know that feeling. Yeah. And so that's when I was like, holy shit. Like, you know, after, I don't know, years of sort of just slapping myself around in like a, you know, you're lazy, you've got a shitty work ethic, uh-huh. you know, you just don't care, blah, blah, blah. Um, I sort of had that moment where I was like, maybe there's something more to that. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I know, you know, like I, I know that what I'm doing is, is, I don't know, wrong, you know, whatever, but I'm still doing it. And like, I literally like can't will myself to like, just stay on this one track. And so I was like, holy shit, like maybe we should start looking at some other things. Well, there are two things there. Mm-hmm. One, you say you first sort of tried to blame yourself and say, I can't focus. I got to get my shit together. Sure. We talked about this with depression. It's even harder for people to acknowledge that this is a thing. If you don't, if you haven't read or, or uh, known someone with it, it's hard to say, oh, of course, ADD, get yeah. some help. Everybody's parents say, no, just fucking pick it up and do it. Yeah. It's not that hard or it's not that easy. It's no. It's very difficult. Even more than depression where people say just cheer up. It's, right. You get a lot more of this. So it's it, there's there's definitely a stigma there. There's definitely a denial there that mm-hmm. you probably have yourself. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, as far as those behaviors, as far as I can't stop myself doing this impulsive thing, I have that too. I totally have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned to, to go a couple of steps back and prevent myself doing it. Mm-hmm. For instance, I sound like such a douchebag. I don't have cable. Mm-hmm. I I used to sit and flip. Yep. I cannot. I can't have a TV. I can't have something that isn't just pre-recorded shows that I know I want to watch. Because I will just sit there and watch whatever's on, even if I hate it. Yep. Because it's because it's TV. It's there. Yeah. No. And there and there's always, you know, there's always something on. There's always you right. know. So there's always some next thing, you know, yep. and it's, and even if it's, I mean, God, how many times have, have you, I mean, back when you did have cable or whatever, how many times did you stop on TBS and watch like, you know, the second half of Jurassic Park that you've seen 700 times just well, because sure. it was on, you know, it's six Oh five. It must be time for a Clint Eastwood movie. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, um, I, I get you. But, the, and that's why I don't have TV anymore. I mm-hmm. only get like, I don't even have DVR. I, I get, you know, iTunes or, you know, whatever. Pretty much iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's other things like that, too. I don't play video games anymore. Mm-hmm. I, because Not because I don't like them, but because I like them too much. Mm-hmm. And th- this is a lot of things like that for me. And people are always like, well, how come you don't play video? How come you don't read comics anymore? How come you don't do the Time sick. That's why. Yeah. And I come off as such an asshole. Well, can't you just read it? No. <laughs> no, I cannot read one comic. Right. No, I can't play a video game and then go do something else. I make a very rare exception when there's something that comes out that I'm just crazy about. Transformers. Yeah. That that Transformers <laughs> game, totally. But a couple other things. I, I liked Saints Row. I liked uh, 
Nothing your company makes, but... <laughs> Damn you. Papa needs shoe money. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, you mean sock money, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you mean. That's a whole other problem for a whole other show. <sighs> yeah, right? God, talk about getting like, I don't know, that's probably more of a manic thing than anything else. It's just like, oh, here's a new thing I like, and I'm just going to go fucking crazy with it. That's, I mean, that, but that's sort of obsessive. We're... Okay, this doesn't really apply to the sock thing. Maybe it does. I don't know. ADD people are notorious risk takers. In, sure. In that, buying socks are a crazy risk that if you buy them, you know, <laughs> you might hurt yourself. You might strangle yourself. Well, you know, I've got this linoleum in my in my uh, kitchen, and if I'm wearing the wrong socks, it can be very slippery. Yeah, exactly. Or you could put one over your head and rob a convenience store. That's what I'm saying. That's not cool. We are known for crazy risk taking, doing mm -hmm. stuff to kind of snap yourself out of the everyday sort of fog. Yeah. And part of that is compulsively spending money. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, yeah. I mean. That's what I'm saying. You you go buy things you don't, not that you don't need or even that you don't want. Oh, no, stuff. I don't need them. But, may, but if that's your collection, if that's your thing, that's sure. fine. But if you don't have the money for it right now, that's different. Right, right. And that, yeah, that's definitely something that I'm, you know, I'm, I try to be fairly aware of. I mean. Yeah, but it's hard when, I mean, I'm I'm fairly aware of all my stuff, but. Going into Emerald City, like I say, this is a big thing for me. This is my yearly, you know, thing. And as we're getting close, as all the projects are finishing, as everything's coming together, I start making stupid purchases. Yeah. Stuff I don't need, stuff I can't afford because I got to save my money for the con. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to talk to my shrink. I said, is this normal? Is this a thing? He said, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You're keyed up. You're you're ready to go. And some of that energy's burned off doing stupid shit. Mm-hmm. I went and yeah, bought. and I don't know what the I don't know what the brain chemistry is of you know of, of making purchases, but like there's definitely something there. I mean, there you know I've I've done this. I mean, God, Amazon, you know, yeah. Prime and and one oh. click and one click shopping. Yeah, uh, we nobody, just got Amazon Prime that, like a month ago, and it's the worst. <laughs> mm -hmm. It is. It's it's um, but I mean, it's I don't know. It's it's that lizard brain thing. It's that yeah. It's that risk taking on a small scale on a you know. I don't know. It sounds stupid when you say risk-taking is buying something on Amazon, but it's still – it's something you shouldn't be doing for immediate gratification or close to immediate gratification. Well, and I think the immediate gratification is, is a big thing there too. You know, yeah, um, it absolutely is. It's just – yeah, you get that – you know, you get that one you click. You get the high. Right. Yeah. And it's it's other things too. It You know, you try you, – you get it where you can. You do things that you shouldn't be doing. you mm -hmm. I mean, some people to a ridiculous extreme, they'll, they'll drive their car too fast or, the, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's just part of the thing. And I think I have it under control. But then, like I say, I started buying $50 worth of candy from the UK that I can't afford right now or whatever, <laughs> you know? Oh, man. The size of the bag of gummy peaches that I bought today is ridiculous. <laughs> See, and do you want those? Or is it after the 10th one, you're going to be like, Christ, these are No, terrible. you know what happened is the place that usually has them right across the street didn't have them. So my solution oh. is to go online and buy a fucking five-pound bag. Yep. What the man. fuck, man? I used to order Jolt Cola by the case because yeah. I couldn't buy it at the corner store anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm crazy hoarder because of that. Yeah, no, people like us should not have should not have Costco memberships. I don't <laughs> think ever. Yeah, I let mine lapse for a good reason. Yeah, it's it's no good. It's troubling. But that's you know in in comfortable lives, comfortable first world lives like ours, that you know that amounts to risk taking. That's yeah. the best we can do because we're fucking lame. <laughs> We are lame. God damn it. You can't go throw yourself in front of a lion because, you know. Yeah. You could just go online and uh, buy some books. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, 
Or the most immediate gratification thing, which is buying something for your Kindle immediately. Oh, it's just it's here so fast. I mean, it yep, just appears right like magic. And then I don't read it because it's too much distraction. Yeah. Oh, who can read a whole book? I mean, come on. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I, the thing I, is, I, the thing is, I can now, uh-huh. but I don't have the time. Yeah. I had too many irons in the fire. I don't have time to read. Yeah. It's it's just. Uh... I do. I just watch Say by the Bell reruns instead because I'm See, healthy. I, yeah, but that's different. That has now turned into, you know, <laughs> you've spun that into comedic gold. And now I don't know. If, I haven't seen one episode of Saved by the Bell, but I enjoy, you know, watching, listening to your recaps. Those are fucking fantastic. Yeah. Are you it's, judging me now? Fun. You haven't seen an episode, really? Nope. No, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'll, I'll never be that guy. I'll never be, oh, my God, you haven't seen blah, blah, blah. Listen, people grow up with different things. So. Yep. No, it was. It came on right after I like graduated, and yeah, I feel like you just because you're you're a couple years older than me, right? So I think yeah. you just sort of missed the the sweet spot for that, right? From what I could tell, it was just Archie for TV. <sighs> yeah, pretty much. That means actually, I think no, not true because the big jock's name was Ox, not Moose. So it's totally oh, right, different. It's totally I, I, different. I think we've done this exact shtick before. I know this does sound familiar. Yeah, because I think I remember looking up what Ox's name was. Right. <clears throat> I um, don't have that knowledge at my fingertips. Okay, well, come on, you've been watching it for months. That used to be my that used to be my TBS thing. That used to be like before before it was on Netflix. Like uh-huh. it was on during the exact window of time when I would get ready for work in the morning. Right, and so like now it's like my it's my you know it's Your my ritual. white noise. It's my comfort food. Right, I understand completely. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing that we're definitely not going to see eye to eye on. Okay, so. I think of ADD as sort of living in a fog. Before I got meds, if I don't take my meds, mm-hmm. it's hard to, I mean, yeah, it's hard to focus. I can't, I can't really convey what it feels like, mm-hmm. except when I drink, it feels like that. Okay. This is why I don't drink. Okay. Everyone's like, are you teetotaler? What, do you don't like to have fun? No, fucking drink all you want. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> But for me, I, it makes my brain feel a way that I don't like the way my brain feels. Right. <laughs> it completely. I went through 22 years trying to not feel like that. Why would I want to go back to that? I yeah, want to yeah. I want to be on. I want to see mm-hmm. things more clearly. I don't want to, you know, fog my mind up. That makes sense. I really don't. I, and I sound like such a douchebag. I don't get it. I don't get why people want to do that to themselves. <sighs> Yeah, and it's also a thing where, like, and, you know, this will make me sound like a double douchebag. We're like, if you don't get it, and if it's not something you like, then it's really nothing that I can explain to you, you know? Right. Um, so that's, you know, that's fine. Yeah. No, and, and you know, people that I know are fine with it. It's just, it's, it's maddening to me. It's any anytime I take any kind of a downer, any kind of, you know, pain pills mm-hmm. or, or whatever, I just, I don't like being like that. I don't like being sick. I mean, nobody likes being sick, obviously. Sure. But I don't like that sort of fevery. I don't know what's real. I got to take some NyQuil. Mm-hmm. I, ah. And there's, I mean, there's a, you know, like, there's a middle ground in there somewhere, obviously. Oh, you know, is. I mean, this is like, I, I, I actually had this exact same conversation um, on that, that message board a while back mm-hmm. where we were talking about drinking. And somebody was like, well, I don't, I just don't see the point of like going out just so you get like blacked out and then throw up the next morning. I'm like, yeah, but you know that like, you know, going and meeting up with the guys and having a couple of beers and maybe even getting a little tipsy, like, doesn't automatically mean that, you know, you, yeah, like, that, that you're, you know, fucking Andy Cap with little, like, hiccup <laughs> bubbles coming out of the top of your head, you know? <laughs> but I get what you're saying. Like, you, um, 
you know, you, those two things are, feel the same to you. So like, yeah, like mm. listen, I'm, I'm taking all these meds and I've been doing all these things to not feel like that. Why would I go out and intentionally feel like that? No, no, no I'm saying, I'm saying one, you know, well, I mean, my tolerance is crazy low now, but I'm sure. saying two or three drinks would make me feel like that. Yeah. I'm not saying blackout drunk. That's no. to, to me, that's stupid no matter who you are. But beyond that, sure. I, I understand getting drunk. I understand that it's pleasant. Mm-hmm. I don't understand impairing your, your perception. Yeah. That's know. where it loses me. That's why I could never try weed. Yeah, you know, I actually talked to somebody who, like, totally relies on weed for, like, for dealing with his, like, ADD stuff. I've heard of that, yeah. You know, just he says it just it slows him down to the point where he can actually, like, you know, think about things and do things. And, like, well, that, that makes sense to me just in, it a, does. in a purely abstract way. No, it does. Um, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I've been on Ritalin since 1996, and yeah. now I'm on Adderall. I am a speed freak. I am addicted to methamphetamines. That yeah. is straight up a, a true statement. What's the um, – yeah, okay. So let's, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, what's, the, what's the longest you've gone without, uh, without your meds? Oh, God. Uh, not very long. A day or two. Yeah. Like um, when, I, when I'm sick, I usually don't take it. Okay. Um, so that's, that's hard to gauge, you know, just because you're sick, but like, yeah, I'm the same way. Like I, um, if I, you know, like I went, I, I skipped it yesterday just cause like I slept in and like, I didn't want to take it late. Oh yeah. I skip and, it occasionally like that. Yeah. You know, but, um, I didn't do much yesterday and I don't mean like I didn't get a lot done. I mean like I didn't get out of bed a whole lot yesterday. <laughs> like well, I just like, I took like four naps, you know, but we're recording this on a Monday. You might've just had a lazy Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Could have, could have. But I mean, I, I, I feel it feels even like slower than that. Like I feel groggy, you know, like okay. I feel like I feel almost like I'm on cold medicine to that thing where like, I don't know yeah. why I would be tired, but oh, I'm falling asleep, you know? Yeah. Um, I get that sometimes, but on the other hand, I get a little, okay, I need a, I need a little kick and you know, this totally makes me sound like a drug addict, but mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll just pop an extra one. Absolutely. The Absolutely. thing is they only give me so much. Right. They will not. And they're very strict about this. I tried to fill my prescription a day early and they said, oh no. Yeah. You come back tomorrow. You can only get 30 in a month. And that oh, I got, I got mine stolen. And she said, my yeah, doctor said, that. that's, that's a real bummer, but like, I can't, yeah. you know, I can't refill you. And that, that was, that was the, um, there was that. And then there was also, um, in the very early stages, I was, um, I'd started out on one, on one medication. I don't, I don't know why I'm not being precise about this. I started out taking, uh, the extended release Adderall uh-huh. and then I switched to the immediate release uh-huh. You know, sort of several times throughout the day, which nothing makes you feel like a junkie more than like snapping pills in half and, you know, taking them on a schedule. Um, right. And then I tried uh, the I may I may have this backwards, but I tried uh, Concerta. I don't know. some something that made it sound like concentrate. I forget what it was called, um, which I loathed. Is it, so, the, is it the same as Adderall or is it a whole different chemical? Um, It's. I don't think it's a whole different chemical, but it's, it's different. Like, it's not just like okay. a different name for the same thing. Like it's, right. it's some sort of a different thing, um, which I hated. Like it, it felt like somebody had their finger on my, uh, on my eyebrow all day. Like I just had like this, oh, heavy, yeah. like this heavy spot. I felt like, I, I felt like I, I looked in the mirror and was surprised. I didn't have some sort of like caveman brow because just my, <laughs> like just everything from the like eyelashes up just felt big and heavy. Yep. Um, but at some point during all this, when I was still like trying to figure it out, um, I emailed my doctor and said, hey, this stuff's fucking horrible. Can I switch back to the other thing? And she basically said, you can, but, like, finish what you have first because – and this is, I think this is her quote. You have a lot of amphetamines out in your name right now. <laughs> I'm just Jesus. like, shit, man. <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. Which is weird because here I had a crossover when he changed me over from Ritalin to Adderall, and I had a full month of both at one point. Uh-huh. 
and they let me, you know, no problem. There you go. Huh, interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, I know it's it's their reputation. They have a DEA number they have to write on all the scripts, mm-hmm. and it comes back to them if the stuff's ever abused, and yeah. I understand where they're coming from, but yeah, still. Oh, that's that's the only reason I even, like, called in a police report when, uh, you know, when my bag got stolen. Like, I knew my iPad was a lost cause and my wallet, you know, and everything else that mm-hmm. was in there, um, but I didn't want my bottle of pills with my name on it to, you know, show up and some guy sell them down to the local college, you know, and then it, it right. comes back on me and comes back on my dock and all that. So like, I just wanted that all like in the system. <laughs> and even right. then, even with a police report, I couldn't get a refill until like, you know, my next thing was up. Yeah. So. That's, that's bullshit. And if I understand correctly, putting yourself on it and taking yourself off it like that is, you know, it's rough. Yeah. I mean, it, I got lucky because I was on, um, I'm on sort of a mix of the extended and the immediates. Well, yeah, that's um, I got. I heard you say that. I'm like, yeah, around two o'clock, I start getting a little logy, and mm-hmm. you said, yeah, you get like a booster in the afternoon. And I told yeah, my guy so, that, and he said, yeah, that's that's good. Here, take yeah. those. Yeah, so I'm on a, I'm on a lower dose of the all day, and then I sort of you know when when necessary, you know, give it a little kick. And so, luckily, all that got stolen were my you know my immediates and a few of just a you know a couple of the extendeds, um, and I mm-hmm. still had the rest of my extended release. Otherwise, I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have lost my job, you know, because yeah. I just. Or I would have been down, you know, at the local community college trying to score. Hmm. <laughs> Ironically, with your own pills. I know, right? <laughs> That's I, why now I engrave my name on each one. That's not true. Well, it's easy. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not like it's a grain of rice. I mean, you, you know, you can... Okay, here's a fucked up thing. Okay. Uh, you, you got the extended release, which is like a little capsule, right? Yep. It's like a... Yeah. And then you got the uh, the regular, which is like a, a pill. Mm-hmm. Are your pills candy-coated? No, my pills are horrible. My yeah. my my immediates? Yeah. No, like they're I think they're made of sandpaper because like <laughs> if I don't drink it with if I don't take it with a gallon of water like it jams in my throat. Weird cuz my it's a little blue one and yeah. I, I you know, it ended up touching my tongue because I didn't have enough water or whatever. Like mm-hmm. this is sweet. And oh. the next time I like like put it on my tongue, this is candy cut. What the fuck? See, mine are blue. Maybe I've never tasted it. Maybe I just jumped right to the like get stuck in my throat. That thing. could be. I just that's that's kind of unsettling. Yeah, when, well. when a child finds it and, you know, the the thing, he switched me from Ritalin to Adderall and he explained to me and a lot of it didn't make sense, but he listened mm-hmm. to the way I took it. I was taking such a low dosage. He said it shouldn't even work. It's amazing to me that it does work. The, the, he, the Ritalin you mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. And he went through all the psychopharmology and I, I, pharmacology and I don't remember, but he said Adderall's better and it, it totally is. Mm-hmm. Um, And something he told me, it is almost, I mean, I'm not going to say it is and I certainly don't want to put this impression out. I I don't know, but he what he told me was that it's very difficult, nigh impossible to uh, overdose on Adderall. Oh, really? Because something about the way your body processes it, it goes through. I don't know. My, you mean my, you mean overdose to the point where it'll kill you, or like yes. overdose to the point where like if you take twice as much, it won't be twice as effective. No, no, no. That that you can do. Yeah. But if you swallowed a whole bottle of pills, oh, a certain amount would go through. I don't know. To me, your organs are your heart and your lungs, and then until you get your genitals, it's just uh, guts. I don't yeah, know what's sure. I don't know what's in there. No, that's pretty accurate. I'm a doctor, so I know that. Oh well. I, I mean, I've watched a lot of Mash, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, so you can be maudlin and funny at the same time. That's what I do. That was that was a better observation before Futurama made it. <laughs> um, but he said whatever you know, wherever it passes through in your spleen or your colon or I don't know, it, it only allows a certain amount of this chemical through. So you, you the rest of it, you would just pass. Mm-hmm. You would just shit blue pills after that. Hmm. Interesting. Which is I don't I don't want to test that hypothesis because, like no. you said, like you only get so many, <laughs> right? But I've I know I've certainly been in in situations where 
you know, um, I've said, holy shit, like that was way too much. Not to the point where I felt like I was going to die, but just to the point where like, you know, I felt like I had 19 Red Bulls. Yeah. Um, See, now I can't, I certainly couldn't do that every day, but every now and then. I know. And it's shitty to say, and it makes you feel, you know, a little bit more like a junkie. Um, But if I take some and then I down a bunch of caffeine. Yeah. It's a nice feeling. And I can only do that every so often. Yeah. But I'm I'm not going to deny it's a nice feeling. Occasionally when I got a big project I want to finish, and this was more with the Ritalin. Because I was taking such a small dose, they were actually writing me too much, mm-hmm. and I just squirrel the rest away. And oh, you every have now to. and then, especially yeah. well, there was this, there was the shortage uh, last oh, year. Christ, maybe, yeah. maybe there still is, but I mean, yeah, I that think was, I think was, anybody who's taking you know uh, you know Ritalin or or Adderall, um, you know, not recreationally, because I know people who do that. Sure. Um, you know, I don't know anybody, and I don't know a lot of people. But I don't know anybody who's you know actually on it and and prescribed it who doesn't you know sort of build in that kind of a buffer, you know, and like have a have a a secret stash. Well, sort of. I what I was saying is I I would pop an extra one and, and finish the thing, and <clears throat> it's no big deal. The reason I stockpile them is when I first got the stuff in ninety six ninety seven, my insurance was real dicks about it. They're like, mm-hmm. well, this is a controversial medication; you can't have it. Right. And I later found out that birth control was also a controversial medication. These guys were just assholes. <laughs> because you grew up in the town from Footloose. So. Yes. Yes, I did. I couldn't dance and I couldn't take Ritalin. <laughs> I, I got a lot of welding done, so that was good. Hey, you know. Um, so that was difficult. And I got to the point where I, every other month I couldn't get it. And so mm. I started saying, uh, yeah, I need 20s and not 10s. Mm. I would get twice as much and I would just stash it away. Sure. To the point where I have a whole medicine cabinet full of it now and I don't need it anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, right down to your local community college. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I got like a 30-minute lecture from my doctor when I first got prescribed yeah, about like, I, yeah. like the, the DEA will like send you to, you know, the bad prison. Right. Um, if, you, if you sell, give, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, mm-hmm. right. which again, but, like makes you feel really good about, you know, like. Yeah, the stuff that they're and, handing and you. Getting your pills. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's that's totally why I squirrel it away now because there was a real you know there was a time where I couldn't get it yeah and that yeah. wasn't cool I know um, but as far as you know occasionally I would pop an extra one I'm talking every three months sure I would just I, I was writing a book I, mm-hmm. I almost finished a novel and like I was a couple chapters away and I just uh, here over the cliff here we yeah. go power through right yeah exactly uh, there was one time when I overdosed really well not to like stomach pumping levels uh huh. Here's the thing. I was getting, I was on 10. I was on 10 milligrams every, three times a day. And these okay. are like immediate release type things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, and this is the, the Ritalin? Yeah. Uh-huh. This was, I don't know, five years ago. I was living in Seattle, but I think I'd just gotten here. Uh-huh. Um, so they prescribed me 20s. Like I said, I was, I was stashing them away. Uh-huh. I was supposed to break it in half and take the other half later. Uh-huh. Sometimes I'd take extra. Uh-huh. So I took a whole 20. Uh-huh. Then I forgot I did that and took another 20. Ah, I've done that. So I'm used to taking 10, and now I'm up to 40. Mm-hmm. That was not a fun night. No, I imagine not. I've done that with the uh, with the XRs, you know, with the mm-hmm. extended release ones. Oh, that's um, difficult, and, too, because it's not going to hit you for a little while. Oh, yeah, then you're just you're just in for a ride all day. Like, I think I got up, because um, I try and take it first thing in the morning, you know, because yeah. uh, I want it to sort of, like, be yeah. kicking in by the time I get to work. Yep. And I think I, I think I got up, you know, took my morning pill, like, took a shower, it, you know, took a shower, did my thing, um, and then like just came back and just had another one, and then was like, 
Oh shit! <laughs> Wait, did I just right before? Yeah. And I'm like, well, we'll see how today goes. And man, I was like, yeah. I think I was sort of early on too, when like the side effects were way sharper. And so like I was, yeah. I think I was just sitting at my desk, you know, like just streaming sweat down my body, which is mm. always a good look for you know a fat bearded guy. Did you did you have the impulse to uh, pull your shirt over your head and call yourself Cornholio? Because I, <laughs> I did totally not. Had that. Ah. <laughs> only because I didn't really grow up with MTV, so like I was only sort of peripherally aware of that reference. Oh. I know. You made me sad. Mountain Town. Mountain Town, dude. That's all right. Um, Yeah, it was a bit rough for me. But Mm. uh, that's why I have one of those old man uh, pill pill a day things. Yeah, I do too. Which, you know, here's here's my depression meds. Here's Mm. my uh, my ADD meds. Here's a Flintstones chewable and I'm ready to go. Yep. I don't actually Uh, do Flintstones chewables anymore. I wish I did. Oh, you totally should. You when to, I was little, I, I got in the bottle and apparently I bit the heads off of every single one of them. Wow, you are not well. No, and I was like three or something. And my, <laughs> my mom freaked out and she called poison control and they said, yeah, he's he's just going to be a little fortified for a couple of days. It's fine. <laughs> he's probably going to have cavities more than anything else that you have to worry about. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I can see that Lifetime movie now. My son overdosed on Bam Bams. <laughs> That totally sounds like a drug, too. Hey, man, want some Bam Bams? Yeah, well, that's what we called them on the street. <clears throat> of course you did. They were hoppies mostly, though, strangely enough. <sighs> Which was hoppy? Was that the... He's like the little kangaroo thing, but he was a dinosaur. I don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> I feel like we're uh, we're illustrating our point by we... getting... Uh... <laughs> I know. We've and strayed. See, here's the hard <laughs> thing, is because I do a comedy show where we like to go off on tangents, mm-hmm. it feels counterproductive for me. To, to sit with Matt <laughs> and to just wander off and to see where the conversation takes us because I need to, you know, uh-huh. I need to stay focused. And that's yeah. why I've had a really hard time on both of my shows getting to the point where I'm not just the taskmaster. I'm not just – we have to go this way. We have to do this. It's it's hard to find the balance yeah. between a guided conversation and fucking, you know, being a Nazi about it. Yeah, like, I mean, you want the, you know, I, I think we definitely see that just in our conversations. Like, you want the conversation to sort of flow and, goes where, and go where it goes, but, like, you know, like, I feel like we were maybe 30 seconds away from, like, jumping from the Flintstones to the Jetsons and then talking about the flying car, and, like, then we were just gone, you know? Yeah. Um, and honestly, like, without meds, that's how it was for me, you know? Like, I would I would be, like, that gone in an instant. And so but... now, now with the meds, I still ping pong a little bit, but... I'm like, I'm aware of it and I can like, I'll make two or three hops and then pull myself back in instead of being like 15 jumps down the road. But see, that's what I'm saying. It's good to be focused. But on the other hand, I mean, I come off as super stiff, as super, you know, inflexible. And I don't want that either. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be super locked in all the time. I want to, I don't know how to loosen up. I really don't. And I blame the meds for that. I blame Mm -hmm. the the focus and ADD awareness and all that. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a famous picture of uh, Nixon. At the beach, wearing his suit, walking on the beach. And that's just what I feel like sometimes. Right. Here I am, supposed to be having fun. Nope, wearing my suit. I am having a wonderful time. There's sand in my pocket square. Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, I know, like, I'm keenly aware. You know that Nixon at the beach feeling? (laughs) No, not that so much. But, like, I know that I'm infuriating to talk to sometimes, you know? Um like, in what I, way? I mean, I don't, I don't find you that way. What do you mean? Um, just in like, a, especially, especially when I'm, you know, when I'm, when I'm real drugged up, um, mm-hmm. I, I talk super fast. I'm kind of all over the place. I, I interrupt like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just all, just the 
just to write down the line of I think your you know your sort of regular uh, you know symptoms or, or characteristics or whatever. Um, and then on top of that, like I'm aware of it, mm-hmm. but sometimes not enough to like rein it in. And so then I'm like, as I'm talking, I'm like overanalyzing everything that I'm <laughs> saying and doing. Like, am I talking too much? Am I talking too fast? Am I talking to you too much? Like, am I you know blah blah blah? And like then I'm just then I'm inside my own head. You know, um, I'm I'm shitty with like with eye contact. Like I'm my, I'm mm-hmm. constantly darting around the room. Right. Um, my uh, uh, somebody I used to date would get infuriated with me because I was, you know, I was paying attention to her, I swear, but I was also like, I'd be listening to, you know, like other conversations that are happening, you know, at other tables, like not like listening to them, not like keen in on them, but like, I'd be hearing them, you know? So I'd be like, I'd be like, did you hear what she just said? And she's like, no, because I'm sitting here trying to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, now I feel like an asshole. See, I've gotten to the point with that where if I'm trying to focus on a conversation, it's, it's hard for me to have noise around me. Mm-hmm. When I, yeah, when I totally. write, when I write, I can't have music that has lyrics. Mm-hmm. I have to not pay attention to anything but the words in front of me. Oh, when I, yeah, when I work, like when I'm at work, I've, um, I've, I've had to track down a lot of like, you know, sort of like instrumental, like sort of DJ, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, not like into, into house music, but just, yeah, stuff without lyrics. Cause even if it's a song that I know front to back and sometimes that's, that's even worse, you know, um, I'm okay with that actually. I'm okay with my familiar five or ten go-to albums, but beyond yeah, that. Yeah, sometimes. Well, and so my, my, um, you know, my, my battle cry is, I think it was from uh, High Fidelity, where he says, I just want to put on something I can ignore, you know? Right. And, like, that's what I want because, like, I want the noise because right. I work in an open office where people are walking by constantly. So, like, I have to have my headphones on. Oh, know? God, yeah. Um, and and if, from... I could, if, if I could wear blinders without getting, like, weird looks from people at the <laughs> office, like, I probably would because the amount of just movement in my peripheral vision that pulls oh. me out of what I'm doing is, is, like, people always complain about cubicle farms. Like, I think it would, like, be my dream because I just, yeah, like, I love I just working need many walls. I, I work in a cubicle and it's great, but yeah. I work at home two days out of the week. That third mm-hmm. day, I, Monday, Tuesday, when I go back on Wednesday – and I, even when I have my headphones on and I can hear someone on a phone call, ah, mm-hmm. can I just go back home? Just drive me nuts. Hearing half of a phone call. Uh, well, that's m- even worse. But m- might we- might be like like hearing somebody on the phone, but you know, obviously not being able to hear the other mm-hmm. end of the conversation might be like one of my top five most like frustrating like nerve grating things. And not just because someone's like, not, and I'm not talking about like on the bus and somebody's like. Right. shouting into their phone because like that's annoying in a different way right but just like if i'm just like if i'm hanging out with my family or like hanging out with my friends and one of them's on the phone like having a conversation in the room like i have to leave the room sometimes because like i can't hear it's like it's like having a song stuck in your head and not being able to like remember the next verse or something like that you know i could see like, that i don't i don't get that but what i get is i have to turn my music off and listen to what they're saying i don't even want to hear mm-hmm. what they're saying yeah but because I can only lock in on one thing at a time, it's like, well, I guess it's this. I guess I'm listening to this now, yeah. And yeah. so I'm, I'm, I, I refer to it as my as my peripheral hearing. Um, yep. But I'm, you know, at the office sometimes I find myself sort of like chiming into conversations that don't necessarily like <laughs> include me. You know, not in like a super annoying, interrupting no, way. You know, but I like, um, I don't know. I just can't. I can't help it. And so, like, it makes. Um, you know, going back to like the whole, you know, being at dinner with somebody you're supposed to be paying attention to or just like having a conversation and like staying on, you know, a a topic or staying in just the general neighborhood of one topic right. is difficult. It and is. that in turn makes it difficult. Like it makes it difficult to talk to people. It makes it real hard to like, you know, God forbid, try and fucking date, you know, because oh God, yeah. 
I just, cool. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. Like I can see, like, I don't know if they do, you know, like Yelp reviews for dates or whatever, but I can just <laughs> see mine and it would be like, you know, like didn't seem like he was paying attention. He was looking all over the room, you know, when I was talking to him, like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's just one star, <sighs> one star would not buy from again. If I could give zero stars, I would. <laughs> That's my favorite one. It's like, dude, we all know what one star means. Okay. Yeah. Drop one star means zero wouldn't make all the difference. One star means you kind of didn't like it, but you want to balance out all the <sighs> five stars awful yeah yeah exactly yeah there's no such thing as a three-star review right jesus um you, you talk about the holding a conversation interrupting and all that mm-hmm. i know we both have that tendency let me tell and... you about something else no i'm just kidding sorry <laughs> easy joke low-hanging fruit when you <clears throat> you love that low-hanging fruit i do it's delicious it's it is sweet. delicious sweet and juicy and it tastes like testicles <laughs> because it's right there at crotch level terrible yep and yet, go on <clears throat> i don't remember it now no <laughs> Low hanging fruit as well. Ugh. We when you we have these conversations, and this is the third one we've done. Mm-hmm. You can hear us both trying not to interrupt the other one and trying to compensate for that. And mm-hmm. both of us have gotten really or like right now. You are stopping because you know it's my turn to talk. Yeah, but I can tell you're waiting to say something, and it's it both ways. Well, I found I, I it's it's easier I think with you know when I, like you know you and me. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, like you said, we've done this a couple of times and I think we right. sort of have an idea. Um, like when I used to be on the show with you and Matt, like it was very hard because, you know, you put a third person in there and then yep. it's like, when's my turn to talk? Uh, I'm going, I'm talking now. You know, um, I did, uh, I did a, a thing with, uh, like three other people. Uh, yeah. So, you did uh Loika's podcast, right? Yeah. And I just did it again mm-hmm. recently. Um, with, mm-hmm. and we, we threw Albert in the mix. So there's four of us now. And mm-hmm. like, I, I think I spent most of it just like sitting there like in fear because I just didn't want to like talk you know, over people. Jump in. Like I feel like all podcast recordings should be done with like a video element just so like I can raise my hand when I you know, <laughs> when I have something to say. Right. Um, not out of politeness, but just so I'm not. So you like, get a turn. Yeah, and just so I'm. Yeah, it's it's. Well, I watch I watch these uh, British shows, these panel shows that they do. Uh, uh-huh. QI in particular, but they do some other ones. And they got Stephen Fry's the host, and they got like four comedians there, and. They keep this rhythm that I don't understand how they're not talking over each other. I don't understand how everyone gets a chance to talk. It's mm-hmm. amazing to me, and I guess it's a it's a, a reflex you develop in showbiz. I think it is. I think also, like, you know, I think being there in person or being able to see the other people mm-hmm. helps because there are visual cues. Like, sometimes I – mean, I'm not talking about as extreme as raising your hand, but, like, no, I get you it. know, when you're talking to somebody face-to-face – if you're not totally oblivious, as I sometimes am, mm-hmm. but if you're not totally oblivious, like, you know, there are – some sort of facial expression cues or whatever else that like, you know, you pick up on like they're not paying attention or they're, you know, they want to say something, but I haven't stopped talking for the last 17 minutes, you know, right. um, or whatever else. But yeah, stuff. I mean, I, I don't know if that's why I hate talking on the phone, but I hate talking on the phone. I could see that. Um, but going back to the, uh, the, the dynamic of a podcast, that's why on that show, we only talk to friends now and we try to do a pre-show so we can find that rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. were we were sort of morphing into a uh, in an interview show there for a while. We talked mm-hmm. to you know not famous people, but people you might have heard of. We talked mm-hmm. to Michael Kupperman, and we talked to the Axe Cop guy. And uh, yeah, I'm dropping names. The Axe Cop guy. Uh, there's a name for you right there. Uh, but it, it was, it's so difficult to do a three person interview and have everyone be included. Yeah. Unless they're a friend, unless you're used to their rhythms, unless you're familiar with them, it, you can't do it. Well, I mean, you look at even, you know, even even pros, you have, you know, Andy yeah. Richter uh, sitting on Conan's couch and even he is like in sort of a sidekick role. And like most of the time he just sits there laughing and like maybe chimes in with something eventually, yep. you know. Um, but yeah, it's very hard, I think, to find that rhythm. 
It is, and that's why I prefer the sort of one-on-one stuff. That's why Matt and I have even sort of uh, started phasing out the guests. It's not because mm-hmm. we don't like people. It's not mm-hmm. that they're not good on the show. It's just it's easier for us to riff back and forth without trying to figure out a third person. And it's an ADD sure. thing. It's totally sure, sure. I can lock into his rhythms easy because we do it twice a week. Mm-hmm. But it's harder when we bring a third person into that. That makes total sense to me. But it's, you know, everyone takes it as a slight. Oh, you don't have me on the show anymore. Well, it's because I can't focus. Be more interested. Um, <laughs> well, you haven't been on that show for quite a while. So, I know. That's uh, why I stopped listening to it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're downloading, I don't give a fuck what you do with it after that. That's, that's, I'll remember that. I'll try and download it on at least six or seven different machines. There you go. Then our numbers go up because someone's looking at those numbers, obviously. The dig network it, will cancel it. us otherwise. I think we've covered just about everything. I mean, do you, did you have any other oh, sort God, of points? Oh, God, I have like I mean, 10 that's... million more probably, but um, I don't know. I, the, okay, the, well, um, prioritize. Let me make a list. The thing, the thing, it's actually, it's, <laughs> it's maybe good slash bad that we're doing this now instead of when we originally, you know, like sort of scheduled to do it um, several weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I needed to do it after yeah, all my nonsense. Um, a few weeks ago... I was not having a very good time with all this. Um, with ADD specifically? or Well, you know, that's that's a real chicken and egg thing for me because yeah. I've found... And you put them all in the same basket. I've found so. them to, yes, with, with my mixed metaphors. Um, uh-huh. I've found them to be very linked because when, you know, uh, when when my ADD is... When I'm not having a lot of success with my ADD... And I'm uh-huh. not getting things done, and uh-huh. then I'm feeling sort of like a failure. Then that sort of puts me very close to the edge of like you know sinking into one of those dives, you know. Um, yep. And then, you know, once I'm down there, getting things accomplished becomes difficult because, you know, I'm I'm oftentimes just underwater. Um, no, I get that. And the thing with me is, if I get locked in on that hyper focus and I'm waiting on other people and it doesn't happen, that's a good way to drive me down too. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, I'm going, fucking come with me. Come on. Ah, That happens so much. And so I don't know, I don't know what it was exactly, or if it was just, you know, sort of, if it was coming up on the, you know, anniversary-ish of, of, you know, even getting in with all this stuff. I forget what it was. I started, I started looking back at sort of the, the road I've been on and, um. Well, that's always a mistake. (laughs) I know, right? Um, yeah, it just, it became... It became very overwhelming to me that this is, you know, my life. It became very overwhelming that, you know, this is a thing that I have to deal with every day and that every single day is, you know, is a struggle. Like it's not, it's not easy. And like, there are no, you know, there are no days off, you know, there's not like a, you know, there's not a turn my brain off day or, or, or whatever else. Like, it's just, it's, it's constant and it's every day. And like that, the weight of that got to me, you know, like just looking, looking at my, at my big bottle of pills and just being very aware that like, this is my life every day. And in order to function, I have to do this every day. I have to take this fucking speed every fucking day. Yeah, Um, but think about like older relatives or whatever that have to take a fistful of pills. Who cares what's in them? That's what you need to go. Yeah. And it, but it wasn't even, I don't know. Like it wasn't, it, it wasn't, um, 
you know, it wasn't medication shame necessarily. I, like I went through that mm. when I first started. I think I, I may have told this on the told this story on the depression uh, cast we did. But I, I picked up my first prescription and I came home and I sat the bottle in front of me and looked at it and cried for about two hours. You know, yep. um, just it in that moment. You know, I think and I think it's this way for a lot of people who finally you know hit a point where they ask for help. Like it 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 feels like giving up. You know, it feels like admitting I can't do this on my own. And like that's it. Well, and we definitely talked about that in the depression. Yeah, cast. and that's a hard thing to deal with. You know, and so. Yeah. Um, so it's not even, you know, it's not even the like, you know, oh, I'm a pill head or I, you know, or I, I can't function without my medicine. I don't know. It's just something about just the action of just, of just doing it every day and just being, you know, just being very like reliant on it. Um, man, it just, it, 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 it kicked me in the guts, you know, and I, I'm, I can see that I, it to- what you're saying makes total sense to me, but I'm so far from that. I felt yeah. that. 20 right you know 20 years ago and now it's just like i don't know it's a thing i do it's a i get up i take my pills i feel better mm-hmm. i get on with it it's i think it's I, the same as i gotta comb my hair you know what i mean yeah. I, if i don't comb my hair it looks messy that that's it that's 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 all it is i think it um i think at a certain point you know and here we're back to sort of the 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 introspection and the mm-hmm. you know um the the we're the we're too we're too smart to be stupid conversation we had before um, right i think maybe it was realizing how much better i am mm-hmm. on the medicine you know like how yep. i i like the way i feel more yes. you know i like the way my brain works more and well, did you have any of those, like, open your eyes, I can read a book moments like I had? Did you have something that completely stood out and said, this works? No. Okay. I didn't. But and, you know overall and that's, that it does. And, that, and that's all, a... I mean, that's also frustrating to me, you know, because I, I, yeah. I hear, um, you know, I hear people who've had that experience. I mean, I, I talked to another friend of mine, actually the friend that I talked to who, like, is one of the major reasons I, like, got over the hump and asked for help because, you know, mm-hmm. she'd been on medication for a while and, like, it really changed her life in a really positive way. And so she was like... Mm-hmm she was somebody who was, you know, like good and stable and normal. And like, it, it's kind of shattered a lot of that, um, you know, that stigma stigma for me. Um, Mm -hmm. and she described it as like, you know, the first time she got on the medication, she was like, Oh, this is how everyone else feels. You know, like this is, you know, again, like I don't like the word normal in this context, but like, this is what, you know, normal feels like. And I don't feel like I've ever really had that moment, you know, which is frustrating, but, I know. But if you can look back now at the last year or two and you can say, now I feel that way, then you don't need the epiphany moment. It's still happening for you. Yeah, I feel like I, I, I guess – so then on top of the, you know, this is my life every day feelings, you know, it was like this is my life every day and like there are these side effects and there's, you know, all this other shit. But like I'm also still struggling sometimes. Well, medication by itself is not going to fix everything. Right. Medication and counseling, self-awareness, whatever you want to call it, you you have to you have to fix it yourself yes. too. You can only you can meet the medication halfway. But yeah, they're it. all and that's you know and that's I was I was very aware of that going in. I never expected it to be you know a miracle drug that that fixed my life. Um, mm-hmm. I always considered it you know a tool in the bag, um, right? You know, hopefully to go along with a lot of other tools, you know, that I can use to like to attack this stuff. But I don't know. I I don't know what happened. Um, you know, whenever it was uh, a, a few weeks or, or months ago, but like just the enormity of it all, mm-hmm. just, I don't know. It was just, it was big. And 
See, I think I felt like that a long time ago. I think because I've been dealing with it for so long, yeah. I, I might be over that. And and if anything, that's hope for you. If you can stick with this, if you can keep recognizing the patterns, keep trying to work your way out of it, I think at some point it's just going to be, mm-hmm. you know, you'll be all right. I, I can't imagine me being 60 and still popping Adderall, but I think I'm going to be. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you start you start looking down the road and it's like... That just seems weird, but I don't care. I know. If it still helps. Well, and then, and then, then you get into the other thing of, like, this is still a fairly new medication, you know? Like, is yeah. there anybody who's been on it for 30 years? And what is their Actually, life like, you know? like <laughs> I don't know about Adderall, but Ritalin's been around since, like, the 50s. Yeah. So I I, I know that's pretty, you know, there's been uh, studies about that and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. I, I lifted myself out of that fog. Mm-hmm. Between the meds and between my own whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was fantastic. And now, again, I don't want to call it a gift exactly, but I feel like I'm above the fog. Mm-hmm. I feel like I am using the, the, you know, the inertia of this, whatever you want to call it, to uh, it, to my advantage. Mm-hmm. I'm moving with it instead of against it. Yeah. And now I feel better than normal. Yeah. And I, and I think I still feel that I'm, that I'm fighting against it, I guess. And so that's what, that's what I... Yeah. sort of get get buried under it is because it's just like you know you fight it all day and then you finally fall asleep and then what do you have to look forward to the next day like you get to fight it again and then if you're real lucky like you're not doing that and the depression at the same time sometimes you are and that's a whole little you know ball of joy but yeah. oh yeah um i guess just the you know it's not like it's not like th- you know other other medical issues or disorders where like you have attacks you know and like oh i mm-hmm. had an attack today and it was a bad day you know like if we're going to think about it in that context, like I have an attack every day because my brain is like this every fucking day. Um, I just, I don't just, look at it that it way. I don't look like I'm out sometimes. Yeah. Cause, cause, you, like well, cause you've been it. doing it longer and you've, you know, you found a way to work with it and I haven't found that groove yet. And so I still right. feel like I'm, I'm fighting against it. Um, well, but that's, I, if nothing else, I can't tell you how to do it because everyone's different sure. and I don't know how I do it anyway. Sure. Like I could not quantify exactly what I do, yeah. but, there is that hope. You're not going to feel like that way forever. No, and You're I going to figure and, it out. And honestly, like it, it, you know, I, uh, my friend Brooke, who I talked about earlier, and then you know, also you, like as, as jealous oh. as I can be sometimes of like that, you know, that point that you get to, like, it's not all just like jealous, jealousy, and saying, you know, fuck you guys for having better <laughs> brains than me. Like there is an element of hope to it because we got like, the same brains. Yeah. Is the thing as far as this goes. That's why these conversations work for us yeah. because we're both prone to the same shit. Yeah. I'm just uh I think I'm still You're little you're a little further behind on the curve is all. You yeah. you know. I'm still I'm still a before picture and you're a you know, you're a, you're a during or after, I think. So, that's yeah. fine. It's but it's there mm-hmm. is is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You you won't be struggling forever. Yeah. Here's hoping. And that's if nothing else. Um you mentioned the side effects real quick. What do you what do you go through with this? I think we talked about this before. Um, yeah, I uh, you know I get I get a little sweaty. That's actually less now. Mm-hmm. When I first started taking it, like I thought I was dying because mm-hmm. I would, you know, I mean I'm a, I'm a I'm a big guy and I'm not in the best shape of my life, so I tend to you know sweat anyway. But I mean I would like no, you could notice the difference. Oh, so you know God, what's normal yeah, for I mean, you. I was just like just from you know walking just across my apartment or you know or across the street or even with no exertion at all like i would just be just right. clammy and sweaty and everything else i get incredibly dehydrated um yes jesus to yes. where like i seriously just want to get one of those camelback things and just wear it all the time because i just if, like if you watch the video of uh and this isn't a plug i promise that's fine uh, of of the panel we did at emerald city yeah we are up on the stage for 40 minutes i literally go through a gallon of water mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
and I'm only on the normal amount of meds. I think it's just because I was kind of pumped for the thing or whatever. Yeah. I am just constantly downing water. It's mm-hmm. nuts. Yes, and I'm one of those people who has to, like, you know, carry a bottle of water with me everywhere I go, uh, which is, yep. you know, fine, whatever. Um, yeah. You know, a little uh, – I, I get some some hyperness, you know, and some, like mm-hmm. – like I said, well, I – Well, it is speed. I get – yeah, I get I get super, you know, super motor mouthy, um, mm-hmm. you know, which is which is good and bad, like – you know, I don't mind talking fast. I've, I've always, I've always sort of, you know, thought fast. And so I don't, Yeah. you know, it, I think it, I think that affects me more and that like, I'm aware of it. And then I get, like I said, I get all in my own head about it. You know, like, am I talking too fast? Am I talking too fast? Am I talking too fast? Oh my God, I'm all, I'm all fucked up. I'm all cracked out, you know? Um, well, and for me uh, doing podcasts and having to listen to my own voice two or three times. Sure. Has definitely helped me be more aware of <laughs> can that. Can we just run this thing at like half speed maybe so you can actually understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, and when you when you read the side effects, and it's like, uh, you know, dry mouth, watering mouth, yeah, uh, exactly, narcolepsy, insomnia, <laughs> right? What the pick one? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and actually, like the the insomnia. I mean, you know, again, it's speed, and so my sleep yeah. is is has been fucked for years. So, uh-huh. um, you know, I won't I won't say this made it. You know, this is the first time I've had this problem, but like it's very noticeable, and especially again with like the extendeds. If I if I take them late in the day for some reason, or if I take yeah. um. You know, if I take my immediates um, later in the evening or, or whatever else, I mean, I'll I'll go, you know, 24, 36 hours without sleeping sometimes. Um, yeah, not, see, I... not regularly, but like every once in a while, like I'll just be up and I'll be doing stuff. And then like I'll realize I'll like I'll realize I'm at that point of no return, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. well, I got to be up in three hours. So there's really no point going to sleep now. And then I'll just sort of like, you know, get through with my next day. Um, right. You literally just made me yawn thinking about that. <laughs> I know it's not good. Like it's you know, and I'm I'm a for the most part a total waste that next day. But you yeah. know, it happens. Um, I have learned over the years, and Adderall's the same as Ritalin was to not like. I know where the point is. Yeah, I can't take it after two o'clock, or I'm going to be fine. Right. It's like not having that cup of coffee, you know, after after five or, or six or you know whatever it is for. Right. A lot of people. But the other thing is, I don't know if this is the meds or if it's just my thing. Mm-hmm. If I go a night or two w- with not sleeping well, I am just totally fucking useless the next day. Yeah. I can't focus no matter how many meds I take. I am fucking grouchy as hell. Yeah. It is not good. I got to get my sleep. And I've been I've been trying to get on, um, you know, I, I finally realized, that like, A, I'm not, you know, fucking 22 anymore, so I can't stay mm-hmm. up all night. Um and like it is like the the nights when I do get decent sleep for whatever reason, like I do feel you know a little bit better. So then in my head, I'm like, well, what if I do that for many days in a row? Um, but I'm just, God, I'm just a fucking night owl, you know. And I just always yeah. have been. And so I either got to find a job that's on a graveyard shift and just embrace it, or like, Ugh. you know, tackle myself into into bed at at, at a decent hour. Right. Because um, I mean, my whole life I've gotten. I mean, not my whole life, but my whole adult life, I guess I've. I get in around five, six hours a night on a good night, you know, and that's not like a scary small amount, but like there are nights, no, and there, different there are nights are... when it leans more towards, you know, three and a half to four hours. You oh, know? I could not live like that. Even one night, yeah. I couldn't live like that. So now I've got this new, uh, this new sleep tracker app thing. Um, mm. That's what you need, another app. And I find, well, it just works while I sleep, so I don't really have to do a lot with it. But oh, okay. after a few days of recording data, it tells me I'm getting about 53% quality sleep. That doesn't sound very good to me. 53 no. is not a passing grade. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I had the uh, the sleep apnea test a few years ago. Yeah, which I think and I should probably have because people have told me that I stop breathing while I sleep. So yeah, I do too. And part of it is because I'm a little overweight. Part mm-hmm. of it is because I have a sign like a deviated septum, mm-hmm. like a bunch of crap. Right. But they said I stopped uh, completely stopped breathing in an eight hour in an eight hour shift mm-hmm. of sleeping uh, thirty seven times. Jesus. And then the thing said mild to moderate. Sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you have it bad, yeah. I can't even imagine. You stopped breathing for five minutes. Um, yeah. Yeah, you should see the graph on this this sleep thing that I have. Like, I, But that I'm, doesn't even track your breathing, I bet. So I bet no, that's No, it's, it's just movement. It's basically like, I guess the idea is that when you're in a deep sleep, you're still, and when you're not, you're rolling around. And so you put the, the um, right. you, know, you put the phone on the bed, and the little sensor tells you when it's when it's shaking around or not. Right. Um, so there might be other factors in addition to what that's measuring is the thing. <laughs> Well, for a while, I thought it was interesting that I was waking up around 2 a.m. I mean, nights that I went to sleep before 2 a.m. Um, mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, getting to a point of almost full awakeness every night at 2 a.m. And then I realized that's when they take the bottles out from the bar across the street. And it's so fucking loud that, like, that's probably ah. just waking me up. So earplugs may solve half my problem. Mm. I do the I do the white noise thing. I turn up as loud as I can. Yeah, I should try that, too. I just, I have a, what is, oh, sound of rain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ha ha, Seattle. But uh, <laughs> it works great. And like my wife snores sometimes, can't hear that. Yeah. Whatever's going on outside, can't hear that. It's great. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's one of those things. And I think you mentioned early, way, way earlier, back when we started this conversation in 1984, um, <laughs> something about not, not planning for the future. And what was the other half of that? Not planning for the future and not, not learning from yeah whatever past mistakes. That, those whatever. are supposed to be, those are supposed to be symptoms. Yes. And so like, that's certainly a thing with me where like i know that i should get more sleep and then every night it's like 2 30 and i'm like why am i still awake idiot just yeah. go to sleep you know um so like there, there are was there a... are all these things that like in a perfect world i would be doing you know like to better this situation yeah and i just can't seem to do them or can't seem to do them for very long like apparently like diet has as an effect on this whole thing too and like i barely scratched the surface of that cuz just you like a fucking asshole half the time so yeah god forbid i make any changes to my idiot lifestyle i you know i certainly make my own you know i i certainly have not been eating well or going to the gym lately but i i i, I go back and forth like i have times where i do okay and i think that's probably an ADD thing too mm-hmm. yeah probably it's like the starting and stopping thing it's the starting a project and not finishing it only i start treating my body like i don't want to die mm-hmm. and then i give up on that project cuz you know uh, cheese is delicious and <laughs> cheese uh, is delicious and sitting is way better than running oh, just I, if i could run if I could run and not just have all of the rest of me just, you know, jiggle like a fat guy because I'm a fat guy, I feel like I would maybe enjoy running more. But I just I can just feel everything moving. It's no good. It's bad. Mm. So basically what I'm saying is I need to lose some weight before I start losing some weight. Yeah, that makes sense. Such an asshole. <laughs> me, not you. I mean you too, but mostly no, me no, in this me context. Too. No, I, I know that tone of voice. That is a total, why, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> And we're going to get off this call and you're going to go eat a bucket of chicken wings and uh, go to sleep probably, right? Yeah, I'll go to sleep in about six hours. Right, um, exactly. And I'll, you know, I'll drink 10 sodas and eat all my fucking British candy. How and are you go not to sleep diabetic? Myself. Oh, shit. Are you diabetic? I'm sorry. Uh, not yet. Sorry, Pete. Um, yeah. Well, and that's that's what happened to our friend Pete is he drank cases and cases of throwback and made himself diabetic. Yeah. And I keep that in the back of my head. I'm like, I need to. I know, I do too. And like, it runs in my family. And it's like I'm aware of all these things. Yep. Like, why am I not? I, I, yep. I read this. I read this great thing from um, 
uh, this guy I just started following on Tumblr fairly recently, and he talked about how he, you know, he made some reference in a post to like losing eighty pounds, and somebody asked him in his little ask page, you know, how'd you lose eighty pounds? And he's like, I just decided to do it, and I stopped. I, I decided to stop treating my body, you know, like an asshole, and mm-hmm. I realized that as much as I enjoyed those things, like I didn't like. I thought about how I felt, you know, like after mowing down an entire box of, of Reese's peanut butter cups or whatever, I just realized that like, it just wasn't worth it. So no, I mean, because better, better man you... than I and more willpower than I have for sure. But, um, yeah, but he makes a good point. It feels great when you're doing it and then you feel ashamed. Yeah. And you should not be ashamed for eating. I know. I know. And like, and the only reason I buck against that is because like, I hate people who like, you know, post their fucking nothing tastes as good as skinny feels shit because like, I don't know, uh, I've never been skinny and I'm sure it feels awesome, but like fucking cheeseburgers are delicious. Okay. And that's just what it is. Yep. So no, I, I totally agree. But then I don't know. It's frustrating it's, to know. And, and this is, you know, and I don't know if this is, you know, an AD thing or, or not. Um, it's frustrating to know that there are things that I, could be doing to better my situation and I'm not doing them, you know? Well, it's, it's like I was just talking about, I, well, talking about in 1984 when we started, sure. like you said. Um, when I said I don't own a TV, I don't do this, I don't, I don't read, whatever, it could be just as easy for me to not eat red meat. Yeah. Like I could just tune that out. This mm-hmm. is bad for me. I need to focus. But I, I, for some reason that's harder. You said uh, you did not have the, the severe loss of appetite with, uh, with the meds? Oh, Christ, no. Oh, man. Other way around, man. Really? Well, no, you, you think it's just because you, you think it's just because uh, it's it's the speed and you're burning hotter and and you, you need more no, fuel I, or what? I exaggerate. I don't have a I don't have a bigger yeah, appetite because I mean I when I first I, started, like I would go all day without eating, and not because I was hyper focused on anything, but just because I just like wasn't I don't know I just wasn't super hungry and like I was just doing other things. Um, yeah, I under, I, and and you know, there's a reason that uh, you know, mother's little helper. There's a reason, like in the '60s, right. that that women were taking speed to, uh, yeah. to lose weight. Well, I got, I got a friend in Southern California who can't get her uh, her script filled sometimes because all the the you know LA soccer all the LA taking... soccer moms are soaking up all the Adderall. Right. Nice. But I think I, I I may have told this story on the on the depression cast. I'm not sure, but I went in after my first round of meds and I talked to the doc and she said any side effects and I said, well, you know, some dry mouth and. You know, I'm not, I don't, I already don't sleep much, but this certainly isn't helping. And I had a pretty severe loss of appetite. And she looks over me and sort of gives me like a, you know, an, an up and down, a head to toe and says, oh, it's not the worst thing in the world. Ugh. Thanks, doc. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> nice bedside no, I, manner. <laughs> no, in fact, when my, when my guy asked, uh, this was probably two or three drinks ago, uh-huh. said, do you have, uh, you know, loss of appetite? And I said, I fucking wish. <laughs> I absolutely don't. I, I, you know, yeah. that would make it so much easier. Yeah. All right. Oh, well. I, I think we need to wrap this up. Uh, do we? Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Any final thoughts? Any? Uh, oh, so many thoughts. Anything you definitely wanted to say before no, we... No, uh... I think I got it all in. I don't know. I'm... Well, that's the thing about ADD, too, is your brain's moving so fast that as soon as we hang up... I will like, think of I 700 more things. We'll do, we'll, do, we'll do a footnote. We'll do an addendum. Um, that's why I brought notes. Yeah. I, um... I don't know. This is... It's just... It's It's, it's hard. It is. If you if you have someone in your life dealing with all this stuff, just you know, you don't have to be all the time. You don't have to coddle them, but just, God damn, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and you know what? Here's the thing. Ask me. Yeah. For some reason, I can just spot them. I'm not yeah. a full ADD telepath, but I am like an ADD empath. I can totally say, here's here's one. You have ADD, Dar. Um, uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and it's terrible. just it's it, it can be. Um, 
this is my last thing, I swear, but this is something that sort of rattles around. This is one of my like half written things that I never actually uh-huh. probably finished, but like it can be an incredibly like lonely and isolating feeling. Uh-huh. And so even when I'm, you know, even when I'm with other people, you know, or even when I'm out in the world and even when I'm having good days, it's like, just, I just know that I'm just, it just feels, I just feel a little different, you know? And I don't mean that in like, I'm a special snowflake kind of way, but like, it can be, it can be very weird. It can be very hard to look around, you know, a room or look around to your coworkers or your friends or whatever else and very much feel like they're normal and Uh you're not. You know, like, look how, like, just look at you, like you had a project and there were five steps and you went through them in order and you got the thing done. And like, it's, it's great, you know? And meanwhile, I'm over here, like gluing pieces of wood to the side of my face because <laughs> I just sort of wondered what that would look like, you know, half an hour ago. So now that's what I'm doing. Did you get um, any pictures of that? Cause that's, not, did you build like a deck on your face? <laughs> you, need, you need some cover art? Is that what this is? Yes. I have a tree house on top of my head that I built out of scraps of wood. Um, nice. But I don't know. I, I, I find it to be, uh, incredibly, uh, you know. It makes you self-conscious. It makes me self-conscious and it's just – it can be just very like lonely and very isolating. Um, and that's – I and, – And even when like the drugs at times will make me almost hypersocial. Mm. Um, when I first started taking them, like I would go back and look at my – you know, I'd look at my tweets for the week and mm-hmm. I would be like, let's see. I had a peak at 2 p.m. I had a peak at 5 p.m. <laughs> I mean I could spot it, you know, because like I would yep. just – I'd be replying – and I still do it sometimes. I'd be replying to stuff like mad – you know, be posting uh-huh. 16 things here. Like I'd be just sort of like reaching out in every direction. Um, yep. And even, even in that moment when I'm like reaching out and connecting with people, like I still just feel like, I don't know, like I'm on an Island sometimes. I understand. And I used to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And this sounds so fucking trite, mm-hmm. but it, it worked for me. I had this, I don't know if I call it an epiphany, but I had this realization not too long ago, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, maybe. I looked at talking to people and and looking at people. Everybody's fucked up. Yes. Everybody in some way. You look at you look at the normal person. And again, this sounds so. Yeah, I've heard this in a movie a million times. Mm-hmm. Who cares? But really, to to actually internalize this, every person you look at that think is normal, you think is normal, has some fucking horrible fucked up problem. You would not believe how many people we know. And obviously, I'm not going to out them. Oh come on, who Let's came name to names. me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> who came to me? And I'm sure came to you. After we had our depression chat. Yeah. And said, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you? Really? Mm-hmm. And I had, I don't know, I mean, there were a lot of people because, you know, we got a little circle on our show. You got friends. Mm-hmm. I got friends. And because it's a, a topic that's sort of outside what we usually do, I think we got a lot of people's attention. But I had a lot of people saying, yeah, me too, or somebody in my life. And it just, a lot of people did not seem like the type. And then I realized there is no type. Mm-hmm. I realize everybody's got some kind of horrible, fucked up thing they're struggling with, just like we are. Mm-hmm. And that made me a lot less self-conscious about it. Yeah. And well, that's I'll, that's it. I'll, I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't have that envy anymore because, you know what, I'm not dealing with whatever the fuck you're dealing with, obviously. Yeah. And it, I don't know. It's not, even, it's not even envy. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just, it's this. No, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah. I understand. It's just, a, it's just a, a, a lonely feeling sometimes. I don't know. That's the human condition, Ed. That's what we call yeah, that. That's probably true. The, the universe is vast, we are insignificant, and we die alone. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing so I don't cry.
This show was produced by me, Ron Algarwatt, and featured Ed Casey. To learn more about Ed, follow him on Twitter, at Ed Casey, or check out his blog, bartdontlie.tumblr.com. To learn more about me, go to algar.com, A-L-G-A-R. Thanks for listening, and remember, everyone needs to drive an automobile, even the very tall. This was the largest auto I could afford. Should I therefore be made the subject of fun?